Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Life After MLM. This story I've been researching for the past couple days. One of my Patreon members suggested it. She asked me if I had ever heard of this case, and I had not heard of it. Uh, but in my research, I did find a couple other anti-MLM advocates who had made content on YouTube and a couple blogs, such as the case most times. And when I find that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, good. Okay, I'm on the right track. This is a legitimate story to tell. And then I try not to make the exact same thing because like, that's boring, right? Any of the sources that I use, obviously, are in the show notes. So if you guys want to look at them or, you know, do your own research or find more information or go down different rabbit holes, you are more than welcome to do that. I also found like all kinds of court documents. And actually, this person's um, like... It's basically like the prison Facebook page. I mean, he doesn't get to comment on it, but you know, it's all of his information. So I found that that's all in the show notes as well. If you guys are interested and you want to look deeper into this story, I will say um, in researching this, I figured out what my next mini dive bonus episode is going to be about. I found it while going down this rabbit hole and it basically led me to another rabbit hole. Uh, And I was like, you know what, that's going to be another episode. So stay tuned for that. And uh, quick warning, again, content warning, we are talking about a murder. So please use your best discretion. Um, You know, I, I read from the court case, I read from legal documents and police reports. So there are descriptions of the murder of the murder scene and all of that as well. So again, if that is just a little too much for you, I would suggest skipping this episode. I know it was a lot for me to research. And so, you know, if you're not a super duper true crime buff, these sort of episodes might be a little too much for you. And that is totally fine. But I was really interested in this case. Thank you, Tiffany Lewis, for mentioning this to me and giving me the heads up because it it was an interesting story to tell. So I did my research and I want you guys to know that I think this is as accurate as I could possibly find. And hopefully I didn't make any mistakes. But I am about to tell you the story of the murder of Lisa Bennett. In 2010, Ellery and Lisa Bennett seemed like the perfect happy couple. They had been married for 13 years and were parents to a 10-year-old daughter named Kayla. They lived in West Bloomfield Township, just northwest of Detroit, Michigan. And according to its Wikipedia page, it is one of the most expensive places to live in the area. Lisa was a successful pharmaceutical sales executive at Eli Lilly and Company. They make Prozac. And Ellery had successfully dabbled in the same field for 15 years, working for Searle, a subsidiary of Pfizer, and Novartis, one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. They made Ritalin. Before changing tracks and getting his real estate license to work for Keller Williams. According to his LinkedIn, which is still up, he was a realtor, short sales expert, and an REO specialist. Short sales are when a homeowner sells their house for less than the mortgage owed on it. It is usually a sign of financial distress and is done to sell the property before the lender seizes it in a foreclosure. And REO, or real estate owned, refers to a lender-owned property that is unsold at a foreclosure auction. They are usually sold as is and are often in disrepair. You know, a real fixer-upper. On his LinkedIn About section, he says, My goals are to assist people to recognize that life offers infinite possibilities. Open your eyes to see that the 3% of the population of people are just that, people. 
The difference between the people at the top 3% and the other 97% of people is belief. It's that simple. The only person that stops you from achieving what you want is you. His specialties included offering a quote, armamentarium of home business opportunities for those with a high level of desire, travel business, personal development, coaching, and training. Both him and his wife were very successful and each earned six-figure incomes. He was also heavily involved in the law of attraction, the power of positive thought and personal manifestation, starting several small businesses including millionairesoutlook.com, selfgrowth.com, beliefisachoice.com, flourishandprosper.com, and highlevelofdesire.com, at least that I could find. There may be more. For some reason, Ellery Bennett started his foray into the MLM space by joining Liberty League International in March of 2007. And I'm going to stop us right there. What is Liberty League International? And why have I never heard of this company? I mean, obviously, I know all about it now. So I'll get you all caught up. Oddly enough, Liberty League International does not have a US based Wikipedia page. But I did find a Norwegian Wikipedia page, and I Google translated it into English, and I found out that Liberty League International was an American MLM that was founded in 2000, and based on the number of participants and turnover, was allegedly one of the largest MLM companies ever. The founders were Brent Payne, Tim Darnell, and Shane Kreider, a known Scientologist. And all three of them had a background in the Global Prosperity Group. Right. Yes. So obviously that led me to another Norwegian wiki page and Global Prosperity Group was an American pyramid scheme that was founded by Keith E. Anderson and David Struckman. The company was successful in the late 90s and is one of the most extensive pyramid schemes in history. It was also called the Institute of Global Prosperity Group or IGP for short. And after it was found to be a pyramid scheme, Anderson fled to Costa Rica and Struckman to Panama. Paging Earl Tupper, someone is stealing your move. And down the rabbit hole we go. I feel like I'm creating a huge list of upcoming bonus content, right? (laughs) So back to Liberty League International. They sold personal development training and courses using an MLM model. Surprise, surprise. They provided a three-tiered product line in the personal development genre. The entry-level product was called Beyond Freedom, and it was a 90-day personal development home study course. It included one DVD, three CDs, a workbook, and a journal, and it retailed for $1,595. The second product was the Liberty Conference. It was a three-day conference for two people. It was an interactive conference with inspirational speakers. Past speakers included Michael Lossier, who wrote The Law of Attraction, Andy Andrews, who Dave Ramsey called our generation's Mark Twain, and Patrick Combs another inspirational speaker. The Liberty Conference ticket retailed for $7,995, but did not include hotel accommodations or evening meals. The final product was the Summit Conference, a five-day event held annually at locations around the globe, such as Rome, South Africa, and Australia. The conference took the concepts from the Liberty Conference to the next level and included speakers like Bob Proctor, the author of You Were Born Rich, and one of the subjects of an upcoming bonus episode. The Summit Conference retailed for $12,995 for two attendees and did not include include any accommodations or evening meals. 
After a year of working both Liberty League and his corporate job, he quit the 9-to-5 in 2008 and solely focused on his home-based business. A commenter on an article about Liberty League had this to say, Liberty League International had some ideas that can have contributed some recipes for success, but they didn't always work. I can vaguely remember some ideas about having big dreams, focus on your dreams to make them a reality, and some other related ideas. I can also vaguely remember people being taught how to max out their credit cards in order to get what they wanted, and about the importance of having the right attitude. Of his Liberty League international business, Ellery stated, I work for myself and I create the life I want for my family. I have time, freedom, and a tremendous lucrative opportunity. I live life on purpose and I know what I want. I believe in who I am, this company, and the products. Anyone can be successful. It's a choice, so choose wisely. It had been presumed that after some moderate success, Ellery Bennett remained with Liberty League for about two years, until late 2009 when Liberty League International was found to be a pyramid scheme by the NSW Office of Fair Trading, basically Australia's version of the FTC. Fair Trading has legal advice confirming that the scheme, Liberty League, is a pyramid sales scheme within the meaning of the act. Participants and promoters who are involved with the scheme not only risk losing their money, but are also at risk of being prosecuted or being of other action by fair trading. The company is also banned in the U.S. state of South Dakota because they have a law, Code Section 37-33, that criminalizes pyramid schemes. After this, they changed their name to Polaris Media Group, and now it is called Polaris Global. Regroup, reformulate, and rebrand, right? But if you ask the company about the name change from the eight-year-old Liberty League International, an email sent by Polaris Global leadership team member Kieran Atkinson stated, the company name change has been in the planning stages for months before the statement and CEO made changes to the compensation plan to come into line with Australian law and regulatory bodies. Oh, okay, Kieran. So this is an outright admission from a distributor that before the name change, it was trading with a compensation plan that was in breach of Australian law and under investigation by at least one Australian regulatory body. I feel like I know about another company that was doing that in like 2017. Hmm. I can't seem to put my finger on it. Anyway, moving on. Bennett's next MLM venture was then with LGN Prosperity Group, an MLM travel club with the tagline, for a wealthy and successful living. LGN Prosperity claimed to offer its members the ability to save up to $1,200 on a seven-night, eight-day condominium stay to almost anywhere in the entire world. LGN Prosperity offered only one product, a travel card, or more commonly known in the industry as a travel voucher. With the purchase of the voucher, you are entitled to make a booking via a third-party travel company for discounted accommodation. The LGN Prosperity Travel Card was marketed as a product, despite it not having any real use unless you booked an accommodation with it. On its own, the travel card was completely useless. When purchased, the LGN Prosperity Travel Card entitled you to an eight-day, seven-night stay in an accommodation at a variety of destinations offered via LGN Prosperity's vacation search engine, LGN Weeks. LGN Prosperity did not handle the travel club side of the business, only the business opportunity, and the LGN Weeks website was operated and owned by a third party, Holiday Travel of America. And you know I googled that. Holiday Travel of America is a travel incentive marketing company. Basically, they purchase bulk lots of off-peak available accommodation packages and resell them to their members. I found a lot of complaints from people with travel vouchers from timeshares and prizes claiming it was an additional scam and the company just gave them the runaround and they ended up losing money in the end. 
Holiday Travel of America has been running this grift since 1988. The CEO of LGN Prosperity was James Ward, who started LGN, which stands for, and I can't even make this shit up, you guys, the Little Guy Network in 2007. But back to Ellery Bennett and his wife, Lisa. For anyone casually watching, they were the picture-perfect example of a successful couple. Ellery would upload videos to YouTube, and they're still there, about escaping the rat race and promoting a lifestyle by choice. He shares the opportunity while in a pool on vacation with his daughter and standing on a beach in Hawaii, panning across an ocean view. In his videos, Ellery is exactly what you would expect, forced confidence, an almost robotic way of speaking, as if he said it so many times, it's second nature to him. To anyone outside of the MLM complex, he would appear confident and charming, persuasive even, all while hiding the fact that his, quote, perfect life was a house of cards. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. Ellery was heavily into the law of attraction and often spoke about the importance of a positive mindset and taking action. 
In one video, he told viewers the law of attraction was about getting to a point where you know yourself and you totally control your future. He reminds people that he's only willing to work with those who are self-starters and highly motivated. In another video from 2008, he talks about how Liberty League International isn't an MLM and how he asked his recruiter and his recruiter had assured him that it wasn't an MLM because Ellery said he wasn't interested in that type of business. I mean, they were kind of right. It turned out to be a pyramid scheme. And those are illegal, hun. Ellery Bennett also had an active real estate license and he had several companies, including EB Management, Motown Homebuyers LLC, Bennett Ventures LLC, and Kell Management LLC. At one point, he also owned 12 homes in Detroit, possibly REOs or short sales he was looking to flip for profit, and some property in Florida. Despite projecting the image of success, the Bennett's appear to have been battling a long-term mounting debt as a result of Ellery's involvement in the MLM industry. So successful was Ellery at hiding this debt and living the fake-it-till-you-make-it lifestyle that his friends and family had no idea. Ellery's wife, Lisa, however, was fully aware of the situation. The Bennett's were being sued by Paramount Bank for defaulting on nearly $408,000 worth of loans, and their house was underwater by over $153,000, perhaps a result of the 2008 housing bubble crisis. Lisa was concerned that Ellery had amassed a lot of his debt trying to build up his businesses and maintain his hunbro lifestyle. A year earlier, in 2009, Lisa had told him she wanted a divorce. Police records show that during that year, a 911 emergency hangup call had come from the Bennett home. When the officers showed up, Lisa claimed that her and Ellery had had a fight, but they had worked it out. But according to police records, Ellery Bennett also had a criminal history. In 1991, he was charged in Oak Park, a neighboring community, with felony assault with a dangerous weapon after choking his then-girlfriend. He later pleaded to misdemeanor assault. Two weeks before the murder, Lisa went to the township police to ask for help about what to do if you're stuck in a violent situation. Lisa even told a friend, Sylvia Wasson, that Ellery had threatened to kill her. The following week, Lisa Bennett filed for divorce from her husband of 13 years and requested sole legal and physical custody of their daughter. I'm not sure if it was the failed businesses, the MLM pressure, upside-down real estate deals, or the strain on his marriage, but at one point, it all became too much for Ellery. In the early morning of August 18, 2010, Ellery Bennett stumbled into the emergency room of the West Bloomfield Beaumont Hospital with stab wounds to his shoulders, neck, and wrists. He said they were accidental cuts and told the hospital staff that there was, quote, another victim at his house. When police arrived at the Bennett's home, they found Lisa in the master bedroom, lying in bed with a blanket covering her fatal wounds. Lisa Bennett had been stabbed four times in her shoulder, back, and neck. Ellery later told police Lisa went for him with a butcher knife during an argument, and he stabbed her in self-defense. They also found several notes, one of which appeared to be a murder-suicide note. When interviewed, West Bloomfield Police Sergeant Bob Spencer told the news, Right now, what it looks like is that he did not intend to make it through the evening, and it looks like this was going to be a murder-suicide attempt. It seems Ellery took the life of his wife and then attempted to commit suicide, when he was unable to go through with it, however, he showed up at the ER. According to court records, in the letters, Ellery admitted that Lisa's conduct and threats to leave him made him furious and engendered his hatred for Lisa. He claimed he couldn't live with the result and stated that he hated Lisa for threatening to separate him from his daughter. Initially, Ellery told the police that he struck Lisa while they were both standing by the bed and that she fell onto the bed. But after an evidence technician testified that such a scenario was unlikely, 
he changed his story to coincide with the physical evidence and testified that he and Lisa were both on the bed when he stabbed her. Ellery admittedly tried to commit suicide by cutting himself after he stabbed Lisa, which was evidence of consciousness of guilt. The evidence showed that Ellery had cuts to his neck, chest, and wrists, and he had told some hospital personnel and a police officer that his injuries were self-inflicted. However, he also used the cuts to his chest to create an issue of self-defense by claiming that Lisa had stabbed him in the chest. He testified that she stabbed him so hard that he could feel the knife blade, quote, hit the bone. But a treating physician described the chest wounds as superficial. Just more evidence that Ellery attempted to create a false defense, which further supported a consciousness of guilt. But in an even creepier turn of events, another note was found that was addressed to a business associate that Ellery had been planning to meet the night before his wife's murder. Luckily for the business associate, the appointment had been canceled at the last minute. In that letter, Ellery stated that his associate was, quote, number two on a short list of people I can't stand, and I got one. Ellery admitted that the second person he was referring to in the letter was, in fact, Lisa. In the letter, Ellery wrote, quote, you avoided meeting me, which saved your life. I was able to get one. My goal was to get both of you. Another indication that Ellery had set a goal of killing Lisa and intended to kill his associate as well. In a letter to his 10-year-old daughter, Ellery stated that he was, quote, very sorry for the choice I made, adding, I tried to be the best dad for you, but one thing I had no control over was your mother. In a letter to some friends, he stated that he hated Lisa for threatening to separate him from his daughter, that he could not let that happen, that he had let Lisa get the better of him, and that he had made a poor choice. Lisa's mother, Doris Furcron, testified that her daughter lived in fear of her husband, telling her mother that if her body turned up someplace, Ellery did it. The various statements and foregoing evidence taken together was sufficient enough to find beyond a reasonable doubt that Ellery intentionally killed Lisa with premeditation and deliberation. Before being sentenced, Ellery Bennett apologized to the family members of his wife, Lisa, for their loss. Lisa wasn't lost, a visibly angry Oakland Circuit Chief Judge Nancy Grant told him. She lay asleep in her bed, and you took a knife, and you carved her up. Carla Furcron, Lisa Bennett's cousin, said, We lost somebody very special in the loss of Lisa. I don't feel that Ellery should ever see the light of day again. The Michigan Penal Code states a person who commits any of the following is guilty of first-degree murder and shall be punished by imprisonment for life without eligibility for parole. A. Murder perpetrated by means of poison, lying in wait, or any other willful, deliberate, and premeditated killing. Ellery's notes and statements, along with the other evidence, ultimately helped to find him guilty of first-degree murder in February 2011 and sentenced to life in prison the following month on March 9th. He is currently at the Kinross Correctional Facility, located in Kinshalo, Michigan, on the Upper Peninsula. Even with all of Ellery's beliefs about the law of attraction, positive mindset, and the hustle culture of deceptive marketing, it wasn't a lack of belief that set those horrible events into motion. It was the wrong belief that if you want something bad enough, with a toxically positive outlook and enough determination, you could receive the results you desired. Ellery once said, quote, You can escape the rat race if you believe in yourself, you are serious about taking your life to another level, you are motivated, you have leadership skills, and you have what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Ellery believed so deeply that he could just positively think himself into the lifestyle he desired, financial stability, time freedom, and the ability to be the stay-at-home dad that he so desperately wanted to be. But in chasing an impossible reality, it cost him everything. In 2012, Ellery appealed his case, arguing that the evidence was insufficient to support his conviction. 
the Court of Appeals ruled that more than enough evidence was presented to prove the elements of first-degree murder, the intentional killing of a human with premeditation and deliberation. According to the Supreme Court, in 2016, Ellery filed a 2254 petition for a writ of habeas corpus, in which he alleged that he had been unlawfully denied counsel at his arraignment. The district court dismissed the petition without prejudice as unexhausted. In the same year, Bennett returned to state court and filed a motion to vacate the trial's court judgment, which the court denied. In 2017, Bennett filed another 2254 petition for a writ of habeas corpus, arguing that one, he was unlawfully arraigned without the assistance of counsel, and two, the Michigan state courts violated his right of access to the courts by refusing to give full consideration to his post-conviction petition and subsequent appeals. But... Bennett did not file his 2254 petition until June of 2017, long after the one-year limitation period of his 2013 request had elapsed. And the district court determined that Bennett's pursuit of state post-conviction proceedings in 2016 did not toll the limitations period. He filed an application for a certificate of appealability and a motion to proceed in forma pauperis, which is Latin for in the manner of a pauper, on appeal in February of 2019. Because Ellery's petition was time-barred, and he had not identified a circumstance that justified extending or excusing the limitations period for his action, his application for a COA was denied, and his motion to proceed IFP on appeal was also denied as moot. He remains at Kinross Correctional Facility, and his Michigan Department of Corrections number is 796297. So, that was the story of the murder of Lisa Bennett unbelievably tragic. And every time I do stories like this, where a woman is murdered, I I don't know, I I don't do true crime often. So this is not a pattern I see, but it's probably a pretty normal pattern for those of you that listen to true crime and create true crime content. But every single one of these episodes where a a woman is murdered, (laughs) there is this paper trail of her saying, help me, I need help. Someone help me, someone help me. And it's ignored until she dies. And it's, it's, it is, I just, I can't. And it's so difficult to see these patterns over and over again. And I I really hope that we see these patterns and that we, we do better in the future for, for the victims of these horrible crimes, because it's just, I don't know. This is why I don't focus on true crime, but it's a fun eye-opening month of true crime and learning about these things and seeing the patterns and talking about it. I've got a couple more murder stories coming up this month, so don't fret. There's some more stuff coming up and some special guests coming up as well. Thank you so much for listening to this little mini episode. If there is a story that you want me to tell, whether it is a horror story, an MLM history story, or a mini dive into a company that maybe I haven't talked about, hit me up. We are going to be doing Wednesday episodes going forward. I'm making that goal for myself. I'm just going to do it. And uh, I need stories to tell. I've got a ton of stories, but I'm going to run out. And that's where you guys come in. Anything that you guys would like to learn more about, let me know. And I will spend the time hyper fixating on that subject to bring you as much information about it that I can. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up. 
therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. Thank you.